0: This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London, together living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. So I am finishing the last message in the series about revival, called Satisfied in Revival. And uh, let me just pray for us and then we going to get into it. Lord, we thank you for your presence here. Thank you, Lord. Your word is alive and powerful. And God, I pray that you would cause your word to impact our hearts this morning as you move us closer to you in Jesus name. Amen. So most of you should know that, you know, last month or two, we've repositioned the church in terms of our vision and mission to be focused basically on revival, revival to hearts, revival to homes and revival to cities. And so we, we, this is our passion is to see that individuals would have an encounter with Jesus that would change their hearts, change their lives. And then also that this will overflow into the home that families would be changed, children would be changed, marriages would be transformed. And ultimately the city and cities would be impacted uh, by the love of God. Okay. So that. So we've been unpacking this uh, in in the series, but at the at the core, at the at the heart of revival, the pursuit of revival is is this reality is about God tangibly being present. It's like God, we want you. Revival has a lot, many different facets to it, but at the core, it's God. We desire you. We desire you. And I want to unpack that this morning to help us draw closer to the Lord. So C.S. Lewis had this really powerful quote that it says, If I find in myself desires which nothing in this world can satisfy, the only logical explanation is I was made for another world. If I find in myself desires... Which nothing in this world can satisfy. The only logical explanation is I was made for another world. That's the truth. You were made for another world. I would say you were made for another one. Him. You were made for intimacy with the living God. And so we have these desires. All of us. We have desires for fulfillment. We have desires within us. But most of us try to satisfy those desires with worldly things. There's a craving on the inside and that moves us to pursue different things. But those things never satisfy, truly satisfy. Only him satisfies. Only God really, truly satisfies. So I want to I wanna highlight this truth. Nothing in this world can fully satisfy you. Nothing. Nothing. I want to expose the lie that this world sells us. Nothing in this world can fully satisfy you but him. And so many of us and most of the world looks like this next image of this guy running. That is how society, that's what society looks like. It's running. It's got these cravings and then we run and we're busy and we try this and we try that and then our minds are cluttered and we're distracted and then we run there and we try to be satisfied there and we, then we try that and, and we, and, and we just busy, busy, busy. We can't just become quiet and still and be satisfied in God. And so there's a lot of people that are slaves, slaves to these cravings. And I want to help us break out of that today. I want to help us break out of that. You see, I've been over the last like month or so, I, I just realized I am so distracted. I'm like, you know, phone, what's ups? and then another one comes through, and then an email, another email, then you know, online doing research for something we need to purchase, and that takes hours, and then it's on social media, you know, and I like to get closure, I get to the bottom of the article, get to the bottom of something, and then social media doesn't stop, it's just like scroll and scroll and scroll, distracted, busy, another thing, rushing, not finding rest, and then Elon Musk buys Twitter, no, because it's my S- South African responsibility to support the man because he grew up in South Africa. I bought Twitter and now I'm on Twitter. I wasn't on Twitter, but now I am on Twitter and I am following the threads and I'm like, yes, and no, oh, and uh, it's just chaos. I even removed Twitter off my home screen and then I go look for it again. <laughs> I'm wondering what's happening. And then it is the, the box are playing, and then it's the URC United Rugby Championship, and then it was the Cricket World Cup, and now it's the FIFA football. Hallelujah. And I wonder what's going to happen. I don't even watch soccer, but now I'm watching. So I'm like, aye. <laughs> so, many, so many distractions. So many opportunities to be distracted and busy and cluttered. So what's causing you to run? What's keeping you busy? Because ultimately there's this, this, this these desires at the bottom of our, our being that is crying out for something more. But then we get busy with the things of this world. And I'm like, oh, and so who wants to be a slave? I'm sure no one wants to be a slave. No one wants to be a a, 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 a Bound to cravings that don't satisfy. I mean, if you've been around the block for long enough. Because in the first service we had uh, a bunch of teenagers like graduating to big church. And so we... uh So I was just thinking, you know. If you're like a teenager, you haven't been around the block long enough. You could think, well maybe there is something out there that's going to satisfy me. Now if you get a little bit older and you've like tried everything. Which I think some of us have. <laughs> it's like... No, it doesn't satisfy. You know, like uh, JP said, I'm going to tell you guys why we're not having a service on the 1st of Jan. It's because I don't want to see all of you guys with hangovers. It's just like it's, it's going to upset me. No, I'm kidding. We're not going to all have hangovers on the 1st of Jan. Because we're going to be focused this December. And how about a 31st of December without alcohol? Woohoo! Try that one. Be different. Aren't we supposed to be different as believers? But say if you've been around the block long enough, you would have realized that nothing in this world will truly satisfy you. This is a classic statement, like we've all been designed with a hole in the soul that only Jesus can truly satisfy. So I want to save you the drama of going to try everything and <laughs> just point you to the one. Be satisfied. In the Lord. And so, you know, so the world, the world promises what it cannot provide. It promises, this is gonna satisfy. But then it doesn't. It promises what it cannot provide. Okay, so you need to know that the spirit of this world is continuously promising us things. It's like oh, the marketing. Oh, if you have that beer, you're gonna be like, poker. You know, that advert on the top of the building with your beer and your mates, like, yes! No. It's false marketing. Messing with your heart, messing with your mind. You know, don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. I want to expose that and then help us to move in the right direction. So if you've been married, you, you know, that is, a, is the promise before marriage. If I meet the most wonderful person in the world. I'm going to be happy. And then the married people giggles. Because <laughs> you meet the most wonderful person in the world. And you realize they cannot satisfy you. I love my wife. I'll die for my family. But I tell you, Sonica doesn't satisfy me. Only Jesus satisfies me. But if you live with that thing, if you meet the most wonderful person, they're going to satisfy you. You're going to wake up one morning and you're going to think, well, I'm not satisfied. I'm not fulfilled. And maybe somebody else is going to satisfy me. And then a few years later, you wake up with somebody else and you're like, I'm still not satisfied. Because that's the truth. No human being can satisfy you at your core. So don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. But if I realize Jesus is my satisfaction and my fulfillment, then i like, my mission is I need to love my wife and serve her and not look to her to full, fulfill me. And then you have a healthy marriage. Then you have healthy relationships. Or maybe on the, on the next slide, this, this ladder is like you, you bought this, this, this promise of the world that if you make it to the top of that ladder, the ladder of business. The ladder of your career, or maybe the ladder of ministry, or influence, or impact, or TikTok, or YouTube, or being whatever, or having that big house, or having the money, or or whatever. There's this promise at the top of the ladder. It's like, climb, then you're going to be fulfilled. And then you what? You get to the top. And you're like, this isn't so awesome. This isn't satisfying. You see, the, the world promises what it cannot provide. And what happens is if you are climbing that ladder your whole life like, Whoa, when I have my own business, I'm going to be happy. Or when I have that, then I'm going to be fulfilled. It's a lie. You will not find fulfillment in any of those things. You can I mean, they've interviewed so many people that have reached the pinnacle of life with a fame, fortune, whatever else. And they're like, oh, no, it's not so awesome because it cannot satisfy you. And even worse, if you're climbing the ladder, you come to the top after your whole life climbing that ladder. You come to the top and you realize, my ladder has been against the wrong wall. My whole life, I've been investing in this goal. And I missed it all. I wasted it all. Because the truth is, only eternal things matter. You need to get your ladder against the right wall. It's like, it's about the kingdom of God. It's about impacting lives for Christ. It is about living for others, not for self. And if you're climbing that ladder, it's worth it. And it's meaningful. And it will matter unto eternity. But if our, our, the ladder is against the wrong wall, and you climb, it's just about self and worldliness and doing your own things that make, make you happy, it doesn't impact eternity. So your life becomes like someone who walks on the beach. There are those footprints, and the waves come, and they just wash your footprints away. Your life meant nothing. But if it's against the right wall, and it's about others, that's meaningful, that's lasting into eternity. That is significance. But if we think earthly things are gonna bring us significance, you're gonna miss it. It won't. So don't fall for it. Don't fall for the lies of the enemy. It's like, it's like this next image of the salesman. (laughs) That is like, the spirit of this world. Hey, I got the right deal for you. I know my product is substandard. It's going to probably break off two kilometers out of the lot. But it's going to be, it's just what you're looking for. It's going to so fulfill you. That's the spirit of this world. That is the, the marketing. The promises. And that's what so many of us run after. We're like, it's going to fulfill me. It's going to satisfy me. It will not. It will not. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for the sales pitch of that something that will satisfy you. And again, as the next slide shows, we find ourselves running, running, running. little rat in its cage, running, 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 never stopping, never, never, never finding peace in our hearts and minds. And what if we could just stop? No clutter. Not going to the phone, just resting, sitting in the very presence of God and enjoying him. You see, in King David, he he had this. He understood that only God can satisfy us. I love this Psalm 63. It's one of my favorite Psalms because it so captures the heart of what really fulfills us. You know, the word of God is the truth. It brings freedom to us. When we embrace it, it helps us to break out of the things of this world. So it says, uh, King David says here, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this perched and parched and weary land where there is no water. I've seen you in the sanctuary. And gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. So just go back to verse one. Let me, let, let's unpack that a little bit. Oh God, you are my God. So it's saying God, you are my God. Nothing else. You my source. I'm not looking to other things to fulfill me or satisfy me. No. You are my God. Nothing else. I look to you, I trust in you, and he says, I earnestly search for you. I earnestly, I passionately, I wholeheartedly search for you. I know I'm only going to be fulfilled in you, so I'm I'm going to seek you with my whole heart. You see, um, popular, uh, contrary to popular belief, we are not good at multitasking. It's like, especially as men, we can do one thing. So now, at times, I've seen, found myself the last few weeks. So I'm busy on my phone. I'm distracted. And then my wife is wanting to get my attention. So now she's speaking to me. And I, and she's finished. And I heard nothing. Absolutely nothing. I think it's our superpower. <laughs> Men, this is our superpower. We just block everything out because we are focused on something else. And so we heard nothing. And I just like, uh, <clears throat> Sonica, uh, say again. And I can see she's a little bit frustrated and irritated with me. But I'm distracted. I'm, my heart's divided. I'm somewhere else, so I can't be present for this relationship. And it's the same with our relationship with God. If you are like, your heart somewhere else, you're like in worship now, but you're thinking FIFA. FIFA. Yeah, you're not present. Mind your heart somewhere else. Your heart, your mind is somewhere else. And so we need to be undistracted. I earnestly search for you, Lord. Wholehearted. My soul thirsts for you. There's this deep craving in me, God, for you. Only be satisfied in you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no one. My whole body is like my whole being. I know only you will satisfy. In this land of, of where there's no... It says there's no water, and that's the truth. There's no living water found on this planet. Living water. It's only found in Christ. So if you're looking, you're looking, you're drinking, you're still gonna be, still gonna be unsatisfied. Still longing, still longing for more. No, it, only in Him will you be satisfied. This parched and weary land where there is no water. This says, I've seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. He says, I've seen you. And when I see you, I want more of you. Now, those moments in worship, in that sanctuary of worship, when you have a, that moment we experience the presence of God, and you just become, you come alive. And like, that's what I've been looking for. That's what I've been longing for. Those moments, you get that glimpse and you're like, God, yes! Stop the other things, God, just you. Gaze, gaze upon His glory. Gaze upon his power. And then verse 3, your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. Come on, say unfailing love. His love never fails. His love never fails. In other words, the, the, the spirit of this world is that slimy salesman with the false promises. It promises what it cannot provide. But then you have the love of God. It is unfailing. It will never disappoint you. I promise you, it will never disappoint you. I've, seen, I've experienced this so many times in my life. I'm like, if I look to others to satisfy me, I'm a miserable human being. But when I come to Jesus and I come to Him and I'm satisfied in Him, yo, I draw strength from Him. You draw life from Him. And you are changed. It never disappoints. He never disappoints. Come on, say it. Jesus never disappoints. Just let that soak in, sink into your heart and mind. Because I know it's a struggle. It says it's better than life itself. The love of Jesus is better than the best this world can offer. That is the truth. It's better. Don't fall for the false promises. It's better than life itself. And then verse 2 in the message translation says it's so beautiful. It says, so here I am in the place of worship. Eyes open. My eyes have been opened. My eyes have been opened. You know, I grew up in a more traditional church environment and I never knew. I didn't have a living relationship with Christ. I never knew what it could be like. Until my eyes were open. I'm like, this is it. I found Him. I found Him. Nothing compares. This is what I've been longing for. This is what I've been looking for. Him. Let that stir in you. I'm in a place of worship. Eyes open. Not deceived. Not divided. Not Attached to the things of the world so that I can no longer reach heaven. Drinking in your strength and glory. I love that picture. Drinking in your strength and glory. It's like it's filling, satisfying. Nothing can compare. Drinking in your strength and glory. Oh, I want to encourage you. Drink in his strength and glory. Because I've struggled with this concept of God, if we... If we're going to have revival, how can we have revival when your people are so stuck to the things of the world? So obsessed with the things of this world. How on earth can we take hold of heaven when we are so bound by the things of this world? And I'm like, I don't know. Is it possible to break free? And of good news it is. But first you need to let your eyes open. See it. See it. See him and drink of his strength and glory. And then verse 4. It says, I will praise you as long as I live. I will praise you as long as I live. Meaning, this is for life. It's like, there is no other option. I sometimes wonder about people that, like, they leave, they they turn away from Jesus. Walk away from church. Walk away from the Lord. I'm like, so where are you going? For me, there's no other option. Tried it all. It's empty. It's disappointing. Yet his love is unfailing. So where will you go? The the apostles, they said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. There is no other option. So I am going nowhere. I'm just going, Jesus. (laughs) Don't let anything pull you away. From Jesus, you, everything. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for the other things. Says, I will praise you as long as I live, Jesus. I will lift up my hands to you and pray. I'm going to worship you not only with my, my mouth. I'm not going to my son. Jesus, I'm my everything. My whole being, my whole body, my everything. I'm going to wholeheartedly pursue you because you, you're the one that satisfies. And then it goes on and says, and I love this, verse 5. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise your songs of joy. You satisfy me more than. I want us to say that. Say that with me. You satisfy me more than. Fill in the blank. There's a declaration for you. Take that with you this next month or two. And declare it. Whenever that something comes that wants to draw you away. When those false promises come that is going to satisfy you. You speak to it and you say, Lord, you will satisfy me more than this. I expose those lies. I'm not going to sell my soul to the things of this world. It doesn't mean that we don't enjoy the things of this world. It just means those things don't control us. They don't become our God. We don't become obsessed with them. But we know only him. Lord, you satisfy me more than the richest feasts, than the best whatever. You satisfy me more. That's when you find peace. That's when you find rest for your soul. That's when you find what you're looking for. (laughs) Okay, so how can we be fully satisfied? Three things. Number one, you need to know that nothing else will satisfy. Okay, number one. Come on, you need to get it. Let your eyes be opened. Don't be confused. Nothing else will satisfy. Number two, you come with wholehearted worship. Like, undistracted, God, I'm looking to you to be full by you. That's how you'll be satisfied. And then number three, declare that truth. Lead your heart. Speak to things. I often speak to things. It's okay. hey. Twitter. Elon, go away. Go away. Or well, stop it. You've got your hand in everything. Stop it. SpaceX, Neuralink, Tesla. It's everywhere. Stop it. (laughs) I want to be focused. Sometimes you need to speak. Just say, hey, I will only be satisfied in the Lord, not in the things of this world. Lead your heart. Lead your heart. Lead your heart. Break out of the lies. So here's the truth. If you and I want to break free, if we want to be fully satisfied, you need to realize that everyone is an addict. Everyone is an addict. Everyone. Every one of us, every person on the planet is an addict. The only question is, what are you going to be addicted to? Some things are more socially acceptable. Some are less socially acceptable. Like on the next image, you see an addict. I want you to see this. I want you to, 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 to see this, because you need to, we need to, if, if you want to break free from things, you need to call it as it is. It's like going to an AA meeting, Alcoholics Anonymous, I would go, I would say, hi, my name is Andre, and I'm an addict. That's where you start, okay? You just say it as it is. I'm an addict. Only question is, what are you going to be addicted to? Because some things are socially acceptable. Some addictions are socially acceptable and others are not. Because you can be addicted to work. You can be a workaholic. That's a very praiseworthy addiction. It's like, oh, look how hard he works. But if it's an addiction because you're wanting to try fulfillment in something that will never give it to you, it's a dangerous addiction. It can cost you. Or maybe ministry can be addiction. It's like, oh, when you pray for people or when you do things for people, you think like, I am now the Savior. Now, they've done some studies that some pastors, they become addicted to ministry because they they, they 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 find fulfillment in being somebody's help. Almost being God to them. And the truth is, no, you can't be God. You can't be a Savior. Jesus is the Savior. And we can obviously serve and love people, but we, there, there's, there's a fine line where it becomes an addiction. Or maybe sport. You find your fulfillment when your team wins. Yes. Can be too much. Or maybe exercise is your addiction. You're obsessed with looking good. Again, exercise is wrong, but it can become your God. And it become dangerous. Or maybe it's TV or movie or series you live yourself out in those stories you feel like a hero or maybe it's shopping when you wear that brand you feel like that superstar yes Gucci yes or maybe romance novels you find that oh that feeling of romance in the in the novels but it goes over a line or maybe your phone Incessantly looking at your phone, I'm like, it's evil, go away, no it's not evil, most of these things are not bad in itself, but it's when the heart gets attached, it becomes your God, becomes your source, and you can't stop looking at it. And then you find yourself, your heart moving away. Falling for those lies of the enemy. Or maybe it's the Xbox. Living out your superhero life. Uh, the teenagers. And the 50 plus years old as well. <laughs> can be your God. Or maybe it's food. Eating. Mm, finding fulfillment of good food. Addicted to it. None of these things are bad in itself. But if it's Your heart gets attached in trouble. And then there are the less socially acceptable ones. It's drugs. It's drinking too much. It's addicted to sex or porn or whatever else. And those things are just obviously destructive. But have you ever seen an addict that is wonderfully selfless, gracious, generous, serving of others? No. The addict just wants the next fix and they'll do whatever it takes to get the fix. They will steal, they will kill, they will do whatever it. I want my fix. And that's what happens when we get addicted to the things of this world. We become selfish people and it destroys our relationships. Because get out of my way, I want my 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 thing. And so we need to break free from that. How do you do that? Well, you become addicted to something else. You become addicted to Christ. You draw strength and life from Him. And you are changed and suddenly you can serve and love others. And put your, wall, your 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 ladder against the right wall, the kingdom of God, where your life actually impacts people for eternity. And your life is meaningful, significant. And you are satisfied in God. So you need to break free from the other addictions and just become addicted to Him. It's the only addiction that I know of that doesn't have any negative consequences. No hangover. Just blessed. So where do you get your fix? Where do you get your fix? Where do you shoot up on? What do you shoot up on? The truth is to be satisfied in revival is to be addicted to Christ. When you see him, when you experience him, it's like, God, I just want more of you. I want more of you. I love the story by Patrick Lencioni on the next slide. You see a, a picture of him. He's a, a business consultant, an author. He's uh, sold more than 6 million books. He is a, a consultant to the biggest companies in the world. And and so 10 years ago already, he was like famous. Speaks at the biggest conferences. He had everything, money, influence, you name it. And then he shares that he was an addict. He says his addiction was work Success, performance, socially acceptable addiction. And he says from a young age, has always been his desire. I want to be significant. I want to be somewhat meaningful, you know, some with influence. I want, but he was, he was, he was pursuing this, this some fulfillment that he was longing for. And so the one Sunday or one service that he was at, he had an encounter with God about 10 years ago. And it says like his eyes opened up. And he said, suddenly he realized nothing is going to satisfy him. Not the influence, not the money, not the house. He said he looked at his family, his wife, his kids, who he loved very much. He just realized, they're not going to satisfy me. He just had a supernatural grace on him. Nothing's going to satisfy. Nothing's going to satisfy. And then he made a shift. He said, I want to live for Christ. I want to impact lives for Jesus. He said he became more and more bold. So he would start sharing Jesus. Whether whosoever. Business guys, CEOs, he would just start leading people, pointing them to Christ. But it wouldn't have happened if he didn't, if his eyes didn't open and he didn't realize these things will not satisfy. But only him. You see, this world promises what it cannot give us. So I want to point you to the right direction this morning. So how do we break free? Quickly. Number one, again, only Christ will satisfy. Only Jesus will satisfy you. I promise you, for everybody that is still wanting to get married or hoping marriage is going to do it, it's not. We're giggling. We understand. (laughs) Okay, so, so don't fall for that. Only Christ will satisfy. And then number two, because this was my thing. is like the pull of the world is so strong. I was like, God, how on earth are we ever going to have your people set free? Because it's just an assault from every side. I mean, you drive here in town. There's just another billboard going up and another billboard. is like you have to drive like this to not see the billboards. It's just like, can you please stop assaulting us with marketing to fill our hearts and minds? And then I read this passage in Romans 6, and it was just like, yes. But there's the answer. You see, Jesus didn't only die to wash us clean from our sins. He died to break the power of sin. He died to break the hold of the world. That, that, that addictive, almost unstoppable, can't say no to it thing. He broke it at the cross. To help you and me set free. So we can, it's not like, hey, you've got a problem, sort it out yourself. No, it's like, hey, you've got a problem, ask Jesus to help you. Break free. Don't do it alone. Don't do it alone with his help. Look at the Romans 6, verse 5. It says, since we have been united with him, we've become one with him. We've committed our lives to him. You're one with Jesus. In his death, we will also be raised to life as, it, as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ. That old part of you that you don't like. That just wants to be addicted to all the wrong stuff. Well, good news. That you've been crucified with Christ. You can step into that faith reality. Like the old you has been crucified. Why? So that sin might lose its power in our lives. Love that. So that sin might lose its power. The pull of the world Might lose its power. Jesus broke that chain. If you want to put it like that. He broke the whole of the world off us. But you need to step into that by faith. So that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. Come on, say it. I am no longer a slave to sin. Man, that blesses me so much. I am no longer a slave to sin. I am no longer that guy running on that little wheel. No, I've been set free. I've been saved. And now you and I can step out of that and truly follow God. That's good news. But you need to access it by faith. It doesn't just automatically happen. You need to take that promise. You have to make it your own. And you have to say, hey, I am no longer a slave to sin. I renounce that. Now I access the grace of God. And in verse 10, it says, when he died, that's Jesus, he died once to break the power of sin. To break it. That's why he died. Not only to wash us clean, but also to break the hold of this world off us. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. And so you and I can also live for the glory of God. And that song we sung today, the whole earth will be filled with glory. Yes. Verse 11, so you also should consider yourself to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Consider yourself dead to the power of sin. Come on, say it. I'm dead to the power of sin. Yeah, and alive to him. Alive. Step into that reality. Step into that which Jesus did for you. Okay? And you're going to break free. So on the next slide. Breaking free. Number one, only Christ will satisfy. Number two, he broke the power of sin so that you can be set free. And then number three, just ending off with this, just quickly. Practically speaking, what does this look like? You need to practice delayed gratification. This world is all about instant gratification. eh? The McDonald's era. Even at McDonald's, it's like more than two minutes. Where's my food? <laughs> it's like, you want it now. It's no longer having to wait for Wednesday night at seven for your series. It's now I want it now. I want all eight episodes now. And you're going to watch them all now. Because I can't. <laughs> and so you and I need, if we want to, if we want to live in that space of being satisfied in God and breaking free from the hold of the world, we need to practice this principle. And the principle says, if you deny self now, you will experience long-term satisfaction. Jesus said, if you want to follow me, deny yourself. So there's something you and I can practice. We can learn, we can teach ourselves to be more self-controlled. Deny self now to experience long-term satisfaction. Deny self and be satisfied in the Lord. So in the 1960s, they did a study. It's called The Marshmallow Experiment by Walter Mischel. So what they did was, they would take small little kids, put them in a room, and say, hey, here's a marshmallow. And if you wait for like 10, 15 minutes, I'll come back, and I'm going to give you another one. And then they leave the room, and then they'll watch the kids squirm. (laughs) Should I, should I not? And then what they found is, because they tracked these young people's lives into adulthood, and they found that those who practiced self-control and who waited, they were way more successful in life on every level than those who did not. The principle of denying self so that you can have a long-term reward. And so you and I need to train ourselves. We need to choose to say no now so that we can have the reward later. The blessing of waiting. And the scriptures are full of that. Of encouraging us to do it God's way. God's way is normally the self-controlled way. And again, we have supernatural help from God in this. When you delay instant gratification, you will experience long-term satisfaction. If you you delay instant gratification, you will experience long-term satisfaction. Okay, so here's a few examples of what you can do. Commitment contracts. Put it on. First X, then Y. First do one thing, then the other thing. For instance, for the young people, first do your homework, then you play. Like Friday afternoons, in our home, Vian does homework. I think there's less than 1% of the whole city's young people that are doing homework on a Friday afternoon. I see, but Sonica, my wife, she is the handbrake in the home. She's a master at this. I've learned so much from her. She's like always saying, hey, stop. That's enough. You know, when I grew up, we would, I would do like two, three movies straight. Boom, boom, boom. Now I'm married to this self-controlled woman. And, uh, and we would watch one and I'm like, I've got capacity for more. And my wife would say, no. And then the one weekend, my wife was away. Hallelujah. So Vian and I, we are at home. Sunday afternoon, we watch uh, Iron Man. Yes, we watched the movie. And then I realized my wife's only coming back tomorrow. It's like, Vian, let's watch Iron Man 3. (laughs) So we watch Iron Man 1. We watch Iron Man 3. And then I realized why my wife says, don't, don't, don't do the next one. Because I didn't feel like it, my son was moody, and I thought, oh no, my wife was right. Not a good idea. Self-control. Self-control. It is so powerful to rather wait and to pace yourself than to just go for it. So first homework, then play. First jog, then you chill. Yay. First read your Bible, then you do the social, then you watch a movie. First develop a skill, then you have some entertainment. It's like with Vian, we've got him now to practice some typing. I was like, Vian, you need to We keep him busy. It's like a long holiday. So you first need to do with that uh, typing pro, you need to learn how to type better. Go type, or then go practice your drums, and then, then you can have your game. Or first help in the house, then you do your hobby. That's for all the ladies in the house, for the man to help. First help. Or first save, then buy later. Don't do credit. Credit is of the devil. Come on, say it. First save. First save, then buy later. Wait, do you want it now? So just wait a week, a month. Wait, delay that instant gratification and you will experience the ultimate blessing of teaching yourself to be self-controlled and being fulfilled in God. This world promises what it cannot provide. Ultimate fulfillment is found in Christ. But you need to direct yourself. You need to have boundaries. So how about this? You watch one movie and then you stop. Or you watch... Max two episodes of that series. And then you stop. Is that profound? Is that hard? That's hard. That's hard. You must just have Sonica lay hands on you and you're gonna like, Yes! One. No more. So you need to direct yourself. Again, ultimate fulfillment. And a satisfaction, fulfillment in life is found when we apply self-control and we choose to direct ourselves into the areas that sometimes is a bit more you know, tougher, more, but more of a challenge. Okay, so I want to end up with this declaration. You can put it on. Hallelujah. Please stand with me. So satisfied in revival is to be satisfied in God himself. And over this next season, this December, January, we are going to be tested. And if we find ourselves bound by our cravings and our addictions that are not healthy for us, it's going to impact our relationships. It's going to hurt the people around us. It's going to be just be disappointing. So don't miss this next month or two, which is a great time to actually draw closer to Jesus. So let's expose the lies of the enemy. And walk into his fullness. Okay, so I'm going to first just read it for us. And then we can declare it together. It says, I will only fully be satisfied in the Lord. I was made for another world. The spirit of this world is a slimy salesman. It promises what it cannot provide. Next slide. Lord, I am satisfied in you more than any other thing. I love to do hard things first, so that I can enjoy the rewards later. I am satisfied in revival. Amen. Let's take it from the top. Let's declare it together. And it's something I want to encourage you. So go to the previous slide. I want to encourage you to take this with you this, this next month or two. And make these declarations, speak to these things. I am more satisfied in God than in these. Right, let's declare it together. I will only fully be satisfied in the Lord. I was made for another world. The spirit of this world is a slimy salesman. It promises what it cannot provide. Next one. Lord... I am satisfied in you more than any other thing. I love to do hard things first so that I can enjoy the rewards later. I am satisfied in revival. Feels like a big AA meeting, eh? All the addicts. Jesus, we need you. (laughs) You made provision to break us free from the things of this world. Lord, we want to drink in your strength and glory. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.